working with a dirty dozen like Charles Bronson. Anything for them bills, Stevie Johnson. Come about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. The only difference between a rich person and a poor person is how they use their time. That was your Rich Fact of the Week, sponsored by Rich Rocker. Why So Serious Podcast. Yeah, yeah. What up, guys? The Why So Serious Podcast. Another week. I don't even... It's tough to start this one off with a rough L. Obviously, you guys saw it. JT, Stevie, Donald Jones. Rough loss this Sunday in Cleveland. Cleveland 19, Buffalo 16. A game that Buffalo was up with three minutes left. Questionable play calling. Maybe some questionable decisions. Hauschka not so money. We're going to all break it down. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What up, bro? What up? What up, everybody? Let's let's dive right into this loss because it's Tuesday. Victory Monday wasn't a thing this week. And I'm not going to lie, frustrated is the number one word on my mind. What the heck went wrong on Sunday in Cleveland? Yeah, that was a, that was a very frustrating game. Um, I just feel like, you know, it was it was simple for us to just run the ball. It just like be who we think we are, man. Like who we we've come to see, you know. And it, and we didn't we didn't display that at all. It was it was frustrating, but it's a uh, it's good for us to see and and bounce back from. But it was a sick it was a sick feeling for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna piggyback off of Stevie. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do what my father always said: dance with the girl who brought you. You know what I mean? Like you've been running the ball all year. So why you switch it up now? We talked about this in the past. You start running the ball one game, you running the ball with the quarterback too much. Like, yo, give the ball to your playmakers. Your playmakers are your running backs. You got your young running back back, you know, from injury, all of that stuff. He ready to go. You ain't even giving him the ball. Um, You're just trying to do too much. Do what it is that you do. You built this team to run the ball and play strong defense. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you go away from what you built the team to do. For what? Is it something you've seen on the film? You can't change your whole offense because of something you've seen on the film. Exactly. And the one thing that, to me, and this is one of our three keys to the game brought to you by 26 Shirts uh, last week, run the ball. Yeah. They didn't do was run the ball. And the play calls that Josh Allen was, was told to run were suspect, in my opinion. Dude, very. I, I'm just. I was so confused. I'm baffled. Like, <laughs> it don't make any sense. You go even if you look on paper, it's like, oh, you going up against the Browns? Let's run the ball on them. Okay, <laughs> we have a really solid running team. So we think we would want to go out there and run the ball on them. And you do the total opposite. Like we were looking for. Oh, I got gotcha. you. You know, you thought I was going to run the ball, but like, who are you really getting? Yeah. You know, then it, then it falls on your quarterback, who's 
you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm keep it real. He's he's trying to find himself at this point. I'm at I'm at the point with Allen where I can't keep going back to saying, you know, he's he's there. We know what we got. When, oh yeah, we already know all that. Now you got to identify who you are. Like, are you that are you that kid with that swag that's gonna get back there and throw the and throw the rock around? You jump. I mean, look, you jumped over somebody before, so you got the athleticism. Don't sit back there trying to be a trophy quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got those wins. We built everything up. The, the city's loving you and, you know, embracing you as the guy, as like the trophy guy for Buffalo. But that's don't be the trophy, you know, on the field. Be Air Allen. Be who you are. Not saying run the ball, but how, um, you know, with me. I'll take myself, for example. I get on the field. They know I'm a is, is Erky Jerk. I'm going to create space. That's he's got to step back there, and that's where those connections will come. Those completions will come because now you're not trying to be the perfect quarterback to put it in a spot. Now you comfortable? Oh, I'm throwing it to my receiver because I know where he's going to be. You know what I mean? Be that guy, yeah. be that playmaker that we know that you are. You know, and um, that was it. Yeah, I think um, you know I I know quarterbacks, especially I mean, well, coaches can get into a quarterback's ear, especially a young quarterback a quarterback that's trying to find himself. So you find yourself as the coach trying to overcoach him and to doing things on the field instead of just letting this kid play. Like let that man go out there and play football what he's been doing since he was in Pop Warner. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way you're going to win games. If you want to put a game in his hands, you got to let him go out there and do what he does. You know what I mean? And 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 to be honest with you, we ain't going to like it, but that comes with some mistakes. Which is the Just mistakes because, that we've seen in the past already, you know? Like, exactly. Evolve into the guy, the leader, you know? Now right. he has to hone into that and understand, okay, yeah, they're giving me all these pass plays. Yeah, I want it. But the deep post route or deep out, some maybe it's not time for that. Let me be smart enough and send a motion and check, and then we do the, do the handoff or whatnot. You know, like – be that yeah. guy like Mahomes is, like everybody's looking for in, the, in that class. You know, be who you, be who we want you to be. You don't have to be, um, you know, like you said that because the, the uh, a coordinator can be in your ear or a coach can be in your ear, and you have Word. to be that QB that they want you to be. Right, you're really, an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to take a risk. Some of you got to take a risk. Now, JT, I mean, I, this is. I was gonna say, JT, this is something that you literally brought up last week too you're like run the run the ball they yeah i i told you like i said this game told it all for me i was wait i said last week that i wanted to see is dab was he a coach where he's running his scheme towards the team he's playing against and he's actually coaching or he's running his scheme he's going to do what he wants to do and i mean i think that the first two games of this season and now the last two were indicative he means he's going to pass the ball He's going to line up and he's going to pass the ball because there's no, even in that game, you're still averaging four and a half yards to carry. And you ran it 13 times. The one week he didn't run it like that was the week after McDermott was drilled inside the press conference and he said, we'll be tweaking some things. So now you went right back to what you was doing, which was getting your offense in trouble in the first place. You're not, you're not controlling the clock. You're not even wearing the defense down because you're going three and out. Yeah. So, it, it, it's it's simple, it's simple, man. He's gonna do what he wants to do. So I, at this point, I, I've given up at the point that we're gonna run the football. Yeah, that's that's where I feel like our quarterback comes to play. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep saying this throughout this 
this podcast because, um, you know, I got a lot of faith in him and I see, you know, the talent that he has and the, the leadership that qualities that he has. And he has to understand like that, that Brady mentality that, you know, within his class, Mahomes type of mentality, even that right now with Lamar Jackson, that mentality to where, okay, I have to take over this team. Yeah. Respect to the coaches, respect to everything. That's what, that's cool. But when you get on the field, you got to make the right plays for your teams because when it comes to the playoffs, the coaches can't only win the games, you know what I'm saying? And the players can't only win the games. It's going to be a mix. And and I felt like with the Cleveland Browns game, we seen the mix and nobody took over. You know what I mean? The, the player didn't necessarily take over and the coach didn't, you know, call the right plays, which didn't take over. So it, it, and it ended up in the L. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes things happen within football games. We know that, but this was yeah. just one of those ones with a sick feeling. We're like, dude, like how how do we let that one go? It's not the end of the world at all. But like, damn, we, that was that was a that was one that we should have just had, that we should have had and been laughing at. You know? For I mean, to me, it's like right now, ain't nobody playing, ain't nobody coaching or playing with swag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what it come down to. Like everybody uptight. Why? Because you you in a playoff race? Like, yo, right. that's when you're supposed to yo, let Maybe loose. Let's have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, that's what it is. We sit in a playoff race and the coach is getting uptight. They're doing stuff. They're going away from what it is that they normally do. You end up out coaching yourself. You see coaches do it every year, whether you're in the playoffs or you playing the Patriots, whatever the case may be, you out coaching yourself. Like, do what it is that you do best. And, who and what you not, built this team to do is to run the ball and play good defense. Who's the team that necessarily doesn't outcoach themselves? And we see them we see them twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah. We you see them I mean? twice a year. So when we lose these games to teams like this, is what I'm getting to. It is it shouldn't happen. I can understand losing one or two, okay. But we play against the, the best team in the league twice a year, so we know where the bar is when it comes exactly. to that, that uh, offensive side of controlling clock and you know, as a competitor, yeah, we want to beat them, but you also learning. And it's it's about that time where we where we're not a team that's being talked about over coaching because Belichick, he probably co- over coaches, but then there's a there's a there's a piece where Brady steps in and say, nah, we about to hit this hitch on here because I know this guy's sitting this way or you know what I mean? And then we go fire that. That that's where it comes down to is a balance. And we got to find right. that, that balance within our, our offense. Our defense is there. It's tough. You see the ball, get the ball, react. We got athletes. But on offense, it's, it's more adequate than – it's more – it takes more than um, than just showing up on the field and and, uh, and and strapping up. There's there's two things from this game that I take away the most. There's And a lot of this game has been – all over social media over the last two days. One, I don't think we have a kicking problem. Stephen Hauschka, is he having a rough year? Yes. Um, did he miss two field goals Sunday? Did he leave six points on the board? Yes. Here's the thing. You can't be putting your kicker in that situation in the first place. One, if the play calls are going the way they're going to – if the play calls are what we're talking about right now and they're – executed to perfection or pretty darn close to that, your kicker is not going to have to kick a 52-yard field goal to force the game go, to go to overtime. And that's that's the one thing. Because Steven Hauschka, it's, he has five misses this year. He had six all of last season. 
I, I somebody told me the stat earlier this week. The last time he missed two field goals in the game was like three or four years ago. So, in my opinion, forget about Stephen Hauschka. I think this clearly lies on the offensive play calling, the offensive staff, and I think Josh is ready. I think they're trying to manage Josh and make him something that he's not. We saw him hit the deep ball every game last year. That's what I'm this, saying. That all throw to McKenzie. Sudden, yeah, all of a sudden now there's an issue with the deep ball, you know. Come on now. It, 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 let let the dude let him let him sit back there and be who he is. I, I agree. Like that the throw to Isaiah McKenzie, I think it was the third or fourth quarter, second half, and he overthrew him by four yards, wide open. Wow. And even if McKenzie lays out, he's not catching that football. You, and maybe it's a question for you guys. I mean, maybe 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 this has happened to him in the off season. Do you think that he focused so much on the intermediate and short in the off season and in preseason and training camp that he kind of fell off on the deep ball and really really training with that and keeping staying in yeah. rhythm with it? Yeah. See, I think that's that goes back to you know you, you really start to overcoach because yeah, do we want you to get better at this? This whole short game, intermediate game, yeah, we do. We got Cole Beasley coming over, all of that stuff, and you need to get him the ball. But you got to get him the ball in, in, in key situations, in the right situations. You had an opportunity at the end of the game to get Cole Beasley the ball, get a first down, and keep the whole thing going. But you decided to throw a back shoulder fade you know, on third down or whatever that was, you know what I mean, and not complete it. So, I mean, you when you overcoach a young quarterback – and you confuse him, and I, I truly think that's – it's not even – I don't want to say confuse him, but when you start putting it in his head, you got to get better at this, you got to get better at this, and everybody's saying he has to get better at this, and you go away from what it is that you do best, what got you to the league. Like throwing the deep ball, his big arm is what got him to the league. Keep it 100. That's what it is. You know what I mean? So you brought over John Brown. He can get down the field. You got McKenzie. He can get down the field. Yo, Work on the deep ball because that's your game. Run the ball, play action, deep ball. Run the ball, play action, deep ball. That is your game. Play good defense. And then, you know what I mean, you got Cole Beasley that can help you out in certain situations, get you a first down, get you a first down. That's what you do. Don't go away from that trying to do all of this other stuff or just trying to do intermediate stuff, and now you're going totally away from the deep ball. So when you do throw a deep ball, you overthrowing people by, by 10 yards. Like, what is that? Man, you know what? Honestly, um, I, I'm going to speak on the other side of it because Don never worked in them trenches in that slot before. So he's speaking from an outside receiver's standpoint. And uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like personally, you know, but he, he, he is right, though, when it comes to coaches putting things in, in the head and then, you know, the, the athlete wanting to make, you know, that improvement. So I'm going to take this deep, deep pass and show them I can put it here instead of, it's third and five, and I know that I got an option route back here on the stack receiver with Cole Beasley, knowing that he can exactly. read this guy. Instead of making that easy hike, and I know I'm going there, like maybe looking this way and then drop it off to him, that's short intermediate, that's good. I think we should do that a lot more because that's going to open it up for the deep ball. You know, and if he's, and if he's sitting there listening to the coach and then seeing on the internet that he's not completing what got him to the league, now he's forcing it is what I'm, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to get to that back shoulder pass like Rodgers or um, however he did in college instead of just keep going with that, that five to six with Cole and, and the deep ball will come. 
it will come because they'll hug up and then boom, that's when we go hit them on a little ooh we now we deep. You feel me? Yo, so, that play was crazy. They had the they had quarters coverage. Yes, they had exactly. the safety and the corner sitting back. And then yeah. you had a linebacker that was coming out towards Cole Beasley, but he came out late. That's an easy pick up the first down. It was like third and four. Yeah, hey, but let's and not, that field goal would have been let, maybe 35, 40 yards instead of 53. Let's not forget on that play, though, there was a miscommunication between that left tackle and the left guard, and they let the rusher come free right off the edge at him. Where but he look, could, see, what Cole doing five to six yard option route is not even an option route where you get there and then you turn around. It's like I'm filling it out. Oh, there's a, there's a, a mm-hmm. free rusher. So, I mean, as a quarterback, you gonna get hit. We in the league, bro. Stand in there or create some room and and do do something smooth like you yeah. can do. He's a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? He's like Brett, young Brett Favre, young all those gunslingers. He can do all that stuff. And and to get the ball out, I mean, you might get hit a little bit, but it's still gonna be maybe more than the first down. It's gonna help out our kicker, or it might be more. It might be points. You know what though? What was that a linebacker? JT? They came free. I have to go back. I don't know if it was a corner blitz or a linebacker. It may have been even the deepest end, but somebody just ran straight free because the left tackle and left guard went after the same same inside guy. See, this is this is the stuff though that you, as a franchise quarterback, you got to see that uh-huh. and you got to know. Yo, I got Cole Beasley on the option route. Like he's gonna feel somebody coming off his off his face. You know, whether it's a linebacker, a corner, a safety. It wasn't a corner and safety. It had to be a linebacker. They were sitting back the corner and the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a middle linebacker running out towards him, which makes me think that the, the linebacker to Cole Beasley's side was the one that blitzed. Um, yo, you got to read that as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, even if it's a miscommunication, it's like, oh, he's coming right now. Let me get this off. Because there's nobody out there to Cole Beasley. And all we need is four yards to get a first down and keep this thing going. Now, is that something that in, in his second year that is, he should be picked? He should have picked that up by now? See, this is the issue with these quarterbacks coming out of college because they're not reading this stuff in college. Like, it's straight option right. ball. Right. You know what I mean? It's wide open. You're throwing, you're throwing the ball all over the place, all that stuff. And when you get to the league, it's like now you got hot routes. You got stuff that you got to really know. Slide protections, a lot of more stuff that you got to know. And, you know, in his second year, you want to say um, he's still young. He's still got to learn that stuff. But this ain't like, you know, he played last year. Yeah. He, so, <laughs> this, this, yeah, you got to make these reads. Yeah. The, I want to – Go ahead, Stevie. Thing, one thing, Fred, on my back. The reads should definitely be there. I'm going to back him up a little bit on this and say, okay, last year we didn't have somebody that knew those – knew how to mm-hmm. fill those spots in those zones. So yeah. to credit him not really trusting Cole Beasley right now is um, is fair because now this is his first time seeing. He'll go back to the film and say, okay, now I know that this guy may be mm. coming. Instead of going to what I used usually go to, now I know I got this guy in the back pocket. That's why when I was saying I'm looking for Cole to have at least seven uh, targets or seven catches is because that should be the min- that should be his minimum of four. You know what I mean? Yeah. With with yeah. little dump offs like that and um in fill out situations. And now he'll see that and he'll get better from it. This is only his second year. Last year he didn't have a creator like uh like Cole Beasley. Now he does. Um but at the same time with Don saying he's played last year. He's seen a lot of looks and you 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 should be that captain, that leader to say, okay, I know he's coming and I'm about to hit him, you know? Right. Still in the learning phase. So I agree. And while we're on this topic, I want to bring up this question here from Cody Wells. He he watches us every single week. I see his comments in this thread every week. 
He goes, what do you guys think of Josh's ability to read the defense? I feel like we never audible based on the defensive scheme and he's trying to, quote, deal with what the defense brings. It's hard yeah. to say if he's audible or not, you know what I right. mean? Because we're not out there on the field. Um, it's time to give two plays, you know what I mean? They yeah. Give two plays. Well, it's, it's, just, it's hard to say what's going on. I mean, you can see sometimes he might make the wrong read or something like that on the field, but it's hard to tell if they're actually audibling plays or not, if it's just like, yo, you, this is the play, this is what you're going to run. I can't see them doing that. This is the league. Like, there's no way you can always go into the huddle with one play because the defense has moved too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like they move around post-snaps or pre-snaps, so you got to have something to check to. I don't care how young you are. Yeah, what I what I think Cody is getting to, honestly, he's I think he's diving deeper than what you know what I'm saying we think as far as oh there's two plays that go in like I even thought because mm-hmm. I've seen I'm thinking about a time when I was in the huddle with Fitz and um he wasn't in it with his dime but it was a like Fitz was a runner he actually could run the ball um, we wanted to you know do some over coaching I would say mm-hmm. and, and run the ball with Fitz Fitz got in the huddle and thought about it and was like look. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to hand it to, to uh, I think it was either Freddie or CJ. Mm-hmm. And, he, like, he just switched to play. I think that's what Cody maybe mm-hmm. maybe okay. you know? And yeah, that's yeah. why I always speak on a quarterback having that, you know, that power or that that hierarchy just to change plays like that. And he's in that position to do things like that. So when when Fitz did change the play, Cody didn't – Coach didn't – You think he didn't get all over him. That was actually a smart thing to do. We got five, mm-hmm. six yards. And we on to the next. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm thinking he's probably getting to. And I think we should, or he should, um, Josh Allen should be the one to, um, you know, to make those decisions instead of, run, like we said, with that fumble. I think it was last week. Why are you running the ball? Just give yeah. give it to your back. You know, change that play. And I think McDermott is cool about that. Dabble may be cool with that. Um, you know, I think that's probably the big the question he's really getting to. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about the offense here for hours, <laughs> but we don't have time for that. Hey, wait a minute. Before we go forward, you said you said something that we don't have a kicking problem. I I, here's I disagree one hundred and ten percent. I want to I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. We just Hauschka was has been missing field goals last year since he took the hit in the back. We get to the preseason. He was still missing kicks. There's been three separate games where we refused to send our kick out to the kick of 50-plus yard field goal, and we went for it on fourth down. We did it in the Redskins game. We did it in the Dolphin game. And we did it in this game in all different situations that we refused to kick for a 50-yard field goal. But, mind you, we just gave him an extension to make him the seventh highest paid kicker in the league, but we're, we're, we're nervous to trot him out to kick a 50-yard-plus field goal, and we play in Buffalo? We have a kicking problem. Trust me. Well, if we have a if we have a kicking problem, then bring, keep him on the roster and make him prove his worth, and go go sign a guy. See if somebody can prove themselves. See if he can prove himself. See if he needs something. I I personally, it was was it painstaking? Is, is it painstaking to watch these missed field goals when he's getting paid what four million dollars a year? Absolutely. But as was he? Deep. What was that, Stevie? Fifty two is deep. Fifty two is deep. And it was windy. It was cold. It was windy in Cleveland. Like, 52 is deep, especially with the pressure on you. And here's the thing. Not one timeout on that final drive was used in a good spot. Or I'm sorry, in the second half. 
was using a good spot. They called their last time out when the clock was already stopped. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it. You can't put it all on your kicker. You can't. Maybe do we have a kicking problem, JT? Listen, man, he, two out of the last three games, he missed one before halftime. He missed one in the Dolphin game. That was a chippy. And he missed one in this true, game. That was a chippy. That's a kicking problem, especially when you six highest paid kicker in the league. Mm-hmm. If, this, if this is Tredavious White getting no touchdowns, you wouldn't be like, hey, we ain't got a corner. You'd be all over him because he getting paid for it. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. Then maybe go, I like, like I said, go sign a guy, make him, prove him, make, make him prove his worth. Hey, today was Tuesday. I'll tell you this. I, was, they, I know this. They, um, you know, from when I was working up there, they are constantly bringing people in, working people out. I had never seen that. The way they do things, the way they try out players every week, I've never seen it. You know, when we were playing, they weren't trying out players as much as this this uh, regime tries out players. And, uh, you know, just bringing guys in, trying them out, working them out, working them out. So I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't bring in kickers to work them out. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they do. All I know is these next two games, they must wins. Miami's a must win. Denver's a must win because guess where you go after Denver? You go to Dallas, and guess where you go after Dallas? Baltimore. Balt- you got Baltimore. And guess where you got Ooh. after Baltimore? You got New England. Mm-mm-mm. This is like – and to be honest with you, that loss, when you talk about a pivotal part of the season, like yeah. you needed to win that game. You right. needed to win that game because right. of the stretch that you're about to go into. You're about to – you know, this is the roughest part of your season. So everybody's been complaining about – Oh, they beating teams that aren't oh, good. Exactly. They beating teams that aren't good, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? You just lost to a team that's not good um, or or doesn't have a good record this year. And that's going to hurt you because it's an AFC loss. And now you're going into a rough part of your season and you got some of the best teams in the AFC that you're about to play. So, you know, it, it's, it's – they got to get it together, man. The offense has to get it together. You got to score points and keep your defense off the field. That's the problem right now. I mean, how, how, how much can you keep on asking like, your defense to make plays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the offense got to come through at some point. I'm sorry. You got to score points at some point here and take at the pressure off your defense because all that's going to happen is guys on your defense going to start getting hurt because they get worn down. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean – in Pittsburgh, I forgot. I forgot to include Pittsburgh in that stretch. Pittsburgh is not a gimme. No, they're, no, they're five and gimme. four. Mason Rudolph's looking decent. It's in Pittsburgh. I mean, I am not calling that game a gimme. The only game on this schedule that I am calling a gimme right now is no, the no. Jets. Bruh, Jets last week of the year, and that's, and that's still gonna be, yeah, exactly. And it's still gonna be a toss up. That's the only one that I consider a gimme. That's what's scary. We almost lost it, and we won. It can yeah. be simple. Like we just, <laughs> we, if we utilize our pieces like we should, it, it wouldn't be as hard as it is. Like if we already have a known piece in the run game, which is, which is known throughout the league and throughout the fandom. You know what I mean? That you run the ball, control the clock, and then you have a safety blanket, either whether that's a tight end or a slot receiver. That's that's that can that you're comfortable with that your quarterback is comfortable with, so you don't have to sit there for three plus seconds looking for a deep pass. You know what I mean? Like it's it's we have those pieces, we have these pieces, and and 
I don't I, like. Let's stop. I just hope I need Allen to get out of get out of his feelings or whatever it is that he's trying to be for these people, and go back to who he who he was like his old mentality. And we right. and these games won't be stressful. These games won't be pressure at all. It'll just be him having fun with 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 every piece that he needs to to make uh, plays. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just you you can't. You can't lose games that you that you're supposed to win, and so what it comes down to is everybody. I mean, like, calm down and play your game, bro. Go out there and have fun. And I know it's it's, it's easier said than done because you are in a playoff race and and all of that stuff. So everybody's uptight. But guess what? If you're playing uptight, you're gonna lose. So go out there, chill out. Let's go out here and play some football. You know what I mean? Let's go out here and have fun, and you'll end up winning games. If you're playing uptight, you're gonna lose to the Browns. In Cleveland, then you're gonna go down to Miami, and and shoot. Psst. Who knows what happened in that game? Miami's I mean, looking good. They're confident. They, they won the last two games. They have nothing to lose. That's they what beat I'm saying. That's the difference. That's the difference. They're going out there not thinking, oh, I can't make this interception or I can't make this bad play. They're like, okay, I've already made this bad. Now it's nothing but up from here. Right. And we can't be having that they mentality where I don't want to make this this bad play. Look, okay, you don't have to then. then do something, make this other one in, you know, go to your, go through your reads, go through, you know, play the smarts, play the, play the game, play the game, how, how Brady plays it, you know, see it before it's happening, like, like Manning, you know, yeah, I just, I can just see Beasley on the left, just open right there, just, is there, that's a, that's a handoff. It's a 35, 30 yard field goal, if he, if they go to Beasley there. Yeah, you, you know, go to just, Beasley. They get the first. They spike the ball because they already wasted their time out on a stupid play. Right. And so they kick so it. get out them get out them feelings as far as trying to be that cannon arm. You already got that. We know that it'll it'll show up when it needs to. It'll yeah. show up when, you, when it needs to. All so, right, let's stop talking about the offense because you know what we can just talk <laughs> about this for hours and and we're gonna make we're gonna bore people if we keep talking about oh, this. Man. The one yeah. bright side, the one bright side from Sunday was the defense. And I think the funniest thing that I have ever seen as a Bills fan was Cleveland with eight tries from inside the two, and they had two pass interference calls go their way, and they still couldn't get it into the end zone. I was – I don't even know what I was thinking at that point. I I was laughing hysterically. Yeah, that's funny, but I'm not even surprised. Well, I'm I'm surprised with – with not being able to run it in, you know, out of all type of angles, you know, from that close, that's that's impressive. That's really impressive by by the defense. Um, on as far as on the outside on the perimeter, I'm not surprised because I don't think they have like true creators within those those uh, spaces. You know what I'm saying? So I think we can we can lock down and we can clamp up on on a lot of teams. Um, that don't have creators like that. You know, they got good route runners and, and long route runners, but, you know, within those small, tight spaces, they don't have people like like how Beasley can create like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not surprised yeah. by that part. Side of this game. Stevie, I got to bring this up really quick. Kentucky, college basketball, the number one team Yo, in the country. You already just know lost I was about to Evansville. Bring that up. Man. I was holding that in the bag too. They just lost to Evansville. Bag. <laughs> Where is what? Evansville? 
One one know. year out of probably 172, we go take one weird L. <laughs> Evansville still gonna be fighting in a in a. Where is Evansville? I don't know. I'm about to look. It's probably right in Ohio, ain't it? He said it's right up there. <laughs> it's right up there. <laughs> it's in Kentucky. Right? I've been, I've got to look this up. Evansville, hey. right up the street. It's in Indiana, in Vanderburg County. Yep. Yeah. Population Vanderburg County. They're gonna be party at night. I just did a speaking engagement there. I, they, I guess they turned up. They was listening to everything I was saying. Yeah, yeah, all right. I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. You a hater. <laughs> you a hater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what, though? Another there, There's just so many things we could talk about this game from Sunday. A guy I know that uh, has something to say about the game, too. It's Will. You know Will. Why so serious, Will? Where is he? He was nowhere this week, man. He was nowhere? I thought we had a where's Will this week. Nah, he was nowhere this week, man. Oh, my bad. I thought we had a where's oh, Will. Yeah. Anyway, someone, well, someone, took, someone took Will's mics, man. Yeah, Whoever yeah, did that, yeah. man, shame on you, man. They pawned the chinchilla. They, bro, they took the chinchilla. We got the bounties out on Only on chinchilla, man. Got a chinchilla yeah. microphone because that's Sad. one of a kind. What they use to make that into like? What you what 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 are you doing with a with a microphone cover? Hey, look, but it it was a it's a hot it's hot though, and somebody you see someone took it, man. He's fired up. He's got one on deck though for Miami though, so he's he's gonna be prepared. Speaking of Miami, pull JT. You got the banner up. Yeah, I got banner. All right, so Miami, JT and Stevie will be down there representing. Will will be down there representing. Um, Aaron Williams, Aaron Williams, Aaron Williams Ron Williams. Brooks, right? Uh, Ron Brooks. Marcus Easley, Marcus Easley, Kamara Aiken should be down there. John Williams, we go, we go, be out there. There's gonna be a squad at the uh, Elbow Room Saturday, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Be there, giveaways. The guys will be there. Man, you know, it's gonna be a party. Be there Saturday. Uh, JT, Stevie, and Will from our crew, they'll be down there. Uh, be sure to check it out. Elbow room, six to ten, right? Saturday. Yeah. Nah, nah, two to six. No, no, two, to two, six. To six. two to six, two man. Six. You gotta do the wrong yeah, times, man. Sorry, party geez. gonna be over. Jeez. And I ain't. It ain't gonna be over all, all day. We all day party. All <laughs> well, we won't be there. We'll be somewhere else. We won't be there. <laughs> yeah, two to six at the elbow room, man. Two forty-one Fort Saint South Fort Lauderdale Beach Boulevard, man. You ain't gonna miss. Bills. Go ahead, JT. Oh, that's the Bills backers. Like mm-hmm. that's the, their event. There's always one every week, depending on the city where they go. That's the one for Miami. Saturday, two to six, elbow room, Fort Lauderdale. Be there. Just just be there. I'm not yeah. even gonna say be square. Uh, but yeah, so, boys have fun, man. I, I wanna, I'm jealous. I wish I could go. We wish y'all can go too. But let's let's bring this up. We had a we put a poll out on our Twitter this week on uh, Monday. Following Sunday's heart-wrenching loss to the Browns, do you still think the Bills will make the playoffs this season? I said we're going to share the results on Twitter. Here we are. We're sharing the results on Twitter. 70 people voted. 64% of you are still confident that the Bills make the playoffs. Guys, what do the Bills have to do to make the playoffs? Obviously, get their acting gear with – what's going on on offense, but realistically every year it's that 10 and six plateau that gets you there. Nine and seven, you need help typically. 
What games do they win? What gets under the postseason? I don't know what games you win, but what they need to do is score points. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> yo, it's the truth. Yo, think about the games that you're about to play. Like you playing teams that can score. I don't care how good your defense is. You got to keep putting it on your defense against you know against the Patriots, against the uh, the Ravens, the way Lamar Jackson playing right now. He gonna run all over you because yeah. you keep giving him the ball back. Yo, he he can run. He gonna wear your defense down. You know what I mean? You playing teams that can score points this week. Fitz can go off and have six touchdowns. He's had those games. So you go ahead and and, and keep giving the ball back, putting it back on your defense every going three and out, three and out. You're gonna keep yeah. losing games. You know what I mean? Like, and you're gonna get guys hurt. Like, you have to score points on offense. You got to have sustained long drives exactly. and score points. Exactly, Donald's right. Like, I'm going. I'm gonna say the same thing. I don't know who the, the games need to come against. Those wins need to come against. But what we need to do is get that running game solidified. And Beasley needs to have his numbers need to be going up. Not nothing personal or saying it for fantasy, but. Every team has those guys that that inside receiver or that intermediate receiving game that's that's carrying um, a drive, you know, a drive or or three, you know, within the game, and then you add at the uh, one or two big plays, and then um, the running game that can get you uh, first downs, extended uh, drives. So I think I think Beasley's numbers got to go up. His his workload has to go up. Him and Allen got to be. It's got to be one and two. How. Uh, you know, you it's, it's, that's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. Everything else is cool. Yo, Beasley on your fantasy? He is on my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> he is on my fantasy. But this is, that's not why I'm saying this, though. I, I, I'm, I'm dear to what what I feel about, you know what I'm saying, a quarterback and a slot receiver is, is just like a running back, bro. So yeah. you, you got to have that comfort and – if you don't have that comfort, it's, I'm telling you, it's like playing Russian roulette when you get to that, those uh, those big games. You know what I'm saying? In those situations, and and, and what I I do believe, I'm one of the, I'm part of that 64 percent that think we go still go to the playoffs, and I think once we get there, we're going to have to have one or two comfortable cards to play. You know what I mean? And I think that's the run game, and getting it to our our um, our creators underneath. And that can be done with, with good coaching, too. You know what I'm saying? With the offensive coordinator, maybe he can do some uh, rub screens, uh, rub routes. Um, and that can still get things going for him to see. Pick plays. But, um, you know, that's still 50-50, you know. You got to be able to have that comfort. Yeah. I, I tell you what, man. I, for me, it's four games. It's Miami, Denver, Pittsburgh, and the Jets. You got to win those four. You win those four, you're gonna get in because ten and six gonna get you in the playoffs easy in the AFC because it's 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 looking like our team's gonna be eight and eight, nine and seven. You gotta win those four. I've completely given up hope on office of coaching at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming back around. I'm not I'm just gone. I'm on the other side of the road, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um just run the football, please. Someone make this dude run the football. Run the football. Um I don't know. Like I said, I'm not advocating for anybody to lose their job because, you know, the God forbid anybody lose their job in any situation in life. Word. But if this dude refuses to run the ball, then get somebody here in there who is going to run the ball. We fired Greg Roman after two games. The other year, Anthony Lynn came in, and, and I'm going to ask you guys a question on this. When he came in, the first three games, our offense was firing all cylinders. And I think partially was because when you switch coordinators like that, 
teams have what it'd be what this is what week 10 10 weeks nine weeks of film of, mm-hmm. of what you do now if you switch is it harder on the on a defensive coordinator or a team that you're coming up against because you don't have film on this new coordinator and that coordinator will be ken dorsey and throw the name it would be ken dorsey and he's never been an oc you have no film yeah. on there shout out to ken dorsey yo. he trained me when i was coming out down in miami but um or in florida but not nah, i mean I think, yeah, you you have that side of it where teams don't know what you're going to do, but you also got the side of it where now, you know, you can't just go with a whole new playbook, you know, just because you got a new coordinator because this is what we've been working on all year, these rules. Like, you know, a lot of people will think that it's just, you know, this is the play and that's it. But each play has its own rules within the play. And you can't just come in and switch up rules and all of that stuff because you got a new coordinator somebody else that's calling plays because that's too much to learn in the middle of a season when you when you're sitting in the thick of a, of a playoff race that's when you start to get you get miscommunications and you get pick sixes and all types of stuff like that you know what i mean so even with a new coordinator if that was to happen a new coordinator coming in they still have to run some of the old plays that they that they've been running all year mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I've I've sat in a few coaches' office uh, meetings uh, with my timeout, and <laughs> it's funny. It's just when it, yeah, when when there's new coordinators, those meetings are crazy. They they act like like things is just go go downhill. They they run around berserk, but um, yeah. like players, we're so on the other side of it. You know, we're not really worried if if there's a new coordinator or not. But uh, coaches, yeah, they're definitely thinking like. They like they don't know what what's going to happen next. But Don's Don's right though. You can't really go to a completely new playbook. Um, but you know, in defensive coordinators' mindset, they're heavy on tendencies, and um, this would be something that they would know with with Dorsey not ever being a, a coordinator. So they don't know if he would be a passer, which we think he 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 may be. You know, with him being quarterback. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know what's crazy? I think. Um... Out in Dallas, you're getting that with uh, who's their OC? Kellen Moore. Yeah, so Kellen Moore was young, right? In the beginning, the beginning of the year, young new coordinator. Don't nobody know what he's gonna do, and the offense is clicking. You winning games, but now when everybody catch up to what you're doing, they shutting you down. So yeah, you can have if you got a new guy that comes in. Um, like I said, you you can't just have a no, whole new playbook but you will have different tendencies, you know what I mean? Whereas Dable might want to run the ball 50% on first down. You get somebody else in there. Ken Dorsey might want to pass the ball 50% on, on first down. Like you never know, you know what I mean? Those tendencies, everything is going to change because you got somebody else that's calling plays the way he wants to call plays. So that that's what really scares the defensive coordinators, though. Yeah. I think these next – this next month is going to be telling. And I, I don't want to say this, but this Bills team right now at six and three, it's a bad, it's an ugly six and three. But this six and three record in this Bills team, which reminded me of that Denver Broncos team from 2011 that started out hot and they fell apart in the end. And I just, I just think that. You you need you need to win these next two games. If you yeah, split, it, it doesn't look good. It'll be the the thing is it'll be sad if 
if we were to if we were to fall apart now with no major injury, you know, yeah. then that's that's the the sad part of about um, going the opposite direction of what we've been going. You know, like back then we there was there was injuries that happened that people didn't like didn't even know. You know, and you know what however happened happened, but this one everybody's healthy. Like all our main players are pretty much healthy and. You know, our schedule is set up just right, and we just got to be able to complete these things. Win some games this is, this is score what, points. Score points. Yo, this is what we talked about early in the year. You know, you get into November, you, you got to win your games in November. You're supposed to go on a run in November. Like, you can't lose games like that to Cleveland because now, like JT is saying, you name those four games as games that you got to win to get the 10 wins where you got a Cleveland team that you should have beat. And that's mm-hmm. 11 wins. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where you and you sitting in a whole different situation, but now you lose a game that you're not even supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, playoff teams, good teams don't do stuff like that. They, they win the games that they're quote unquote supposed True. to win. And then you, you know steal I mean? a couple. You steal a couple, but now you put yourself in a position to, you know what I mean? You're going to have to beat Baltimore. You're going to have to beat the pay. You're going to have to steal one of those games because I can almost guarantee – I don't want to guarantee it, but the games, JT, that you mentioned, they're going to lose one of those games. They're not easy games. No, None of those games are easy. One of those games. No. I think they and lose at Pittsburgh, in my opinion. They're going to lose one of those games, and it's going to put yourself in a position you're going to have to beat the Patriots or Baltimore or – you know what I mean? Like, you, you, it's – yeah, or Dallas in Dallas on Thanksgiving when that's that's prime time that they use that's that's Jerry World. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you put yourself in a tough position losing to Cleveland. You really did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We better find that safety blanket and get that boy Beasley the ball underneath mm-hmm. and stop trying to overthink these plays, man. He's right there underneath. Just work that Hillman Brown coming across or whoever out the backfield. I don't know. Maybe they don't even need the ball out the backfield, just screen plays and runs. But them receivers underneath got to get the ball, take some of that pressure off of Allen. Before we get to the keys to the game for this week at Miami, do you guys think McDermott's on the hot seat if, let's say, things do take a downward spiral? I mean, right now things don't look – I mean, you're sitting at 6-3. and three. It, It's it's not the end of the world. But is McDermott on the hot seat if maybe you finish this season? Let's I'm gonna throw this out there. I mean, this is a very reasonable scenario and possible scenario. The Bills could go eight and eight. The Bills can go nine and seven. Is McDermott on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs this year after the start they had? If if they don't make the playoffs, I believe in all fairness with how the thing's been going with the league, then yeah, it's it's fair for him to be on the hot seat. But in our area, I think Buffalo's been pretty loyal to him, and um, I think they believe in him. So uh, they, they, he may not be on the hot seat when it comes down to our area, you know. It was crazy because I remember when when McDermott was hired, and everybody was like, "Yo, hopefully this is the coach that you stick with. Like you stick with him, you're gonna have good seasons, you're gonna have bad seasons, and then if you have a season like this where you start out so hot, and then you." If you were to fold and not make it into the playoffs, you you will have a split fan base where you know you always gonna have a split fan base, but where half the people are saying yo you need to get rid of this dude, and other half is saying you can't get rid of him because yo when you when you fire coaches, 
like everything changes, yo. Yeah, everything that you built will change, and then you will find yourself back to square one. Starting over. And now starting over and try to build a team back for the next three years before you can make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So to me, to answer your question, he could be, you know, and in, in, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat. I would say it would be in the owner's. You know, in the back of their minds, like, man, we started out good, and then we just folded. Now we feel the pressure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I don't see them making that change just because that's what Buffalo's been doing for so long. Right. And you see where where that's gotten us. Exactly. Um, For me, I mean, if you go back to the Pagula's track record um, from the Sabres and the Bills, if they fold, then you have to say going to next season, definitely. He's going to be on the hot seat. But that's their yeah, track record. And, and next season, yeah. Yeah, and then in the next season. Um mm-hmm. slow start, yeah. Logically, I would say no. Logically, he's changed everything about this franchise. Him and Brandon Bean that you wanted to see changed. Mm-hmm. You have culture, you're gonna have people want to go here. I, I think that it's very pivotal for them to make the playoffs. Even if they lose in the wild card, it's very pivotal just for free agency purposes alone, in my opinion. Just but I think what people aren't taking into effect is this. Sean McDermott started with hardly anybody on his coaching tree. And what I mean by that is he comes from Andy Reid's tree, right? Mm-hmm. He's a defensive coach. There's no offensive coordinators available. Frank Wright is a head coach. Matt Nagy's a head coach. Doug Peterson's a head coach. He had to literally go find Rick Dennison and find Brian Dabble, who were probably the last choices, the last that was left of what he could do besides going to college game to find the OC. So I would say logically, no. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily mind going to the college game to find OCs. Just because in the college game they're doing stuff that's totally different than the league, and you bring it here to the league and, and, and you catch the league off guard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for coaches, for, for, for young coaches getting opportunities. So whether it's somebody coming out of college or mm. somebody, you know, in the league that's young that needs to get an opportunity, I'm totally fine with that. And I ain't, I ain't saying you fire, you fire Brian Dable, but Brian Dable got to make changes. That's what it is. This is, you know, what have you done for me lately? And right now this offense ain't done nothing this year. You know what I mean? This defense is what got this team the record that, it's in, that it has right now. So mm. as an offense, it's time to step up. Like even with the defense, like the defensive coach, he's calling the play, and then the guys are creating what the, what should happen in that play. Like our offense has got to settle in, understand what we're trying to Yo, do. I like what you do. You know what? That's something that we could talk about next week. I remember I had this debate with Murph, with John Murphy about. You know, it it wasn't necessarily who's more important, the players or the coaches. But it was along those lines, you know what I mean? Like, and the, and the conversation was about, yo, the coaches are the ones that that design everything. The coaches are the one that make this whole program go. And I was like, well, the players are the one that's on the field making the plays. I don't care what the coaches do, right. design, I don't care. And that was the whole debate, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good topic to talk about. Right. We'll definitely bring that up next week. Um, let's get to the three keys of the game. Miami. Sunday, November 16th, I think it is. 17th, 17th. Uh, Donald, let's start with you. Three keys brought to you by 26 shirts. Go. Run the ball, 
Run the ball, run the ball. Okay. <laughs> Stevie. Point, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna have Josh Fine get his swagger back. You know, I'm gonna say um defense cause chaos, you know, create turnovers or you know, stops. And um let's see. I, I want to say run the ball too because we got to make it a point. If we want, if we want to go long, go deep in the season, we got to run the ball. So you got to run the ball. For real. JT. Uh, let's get the screen game more involved in this team. I think we got a lot of people that can get the screen game more involved. Let's just completely shut down the run. Completely shut down the run. And um, honestly, just uh, run the ball. Uh, <laughs> Run the ball, and we're and we're in Miami, so those two guys are from Miami. I'm pretty sure they're going to show out for their family. Oh hey. yeah, this is a great time, another could great be. opportunity to to tote that rock. It could hey. be Frank Gore's last career game in Miami yeah, too. Miami. I think of that. He How many yards? He, he's like 50 years. yards away from Barry Sanders too. He got another 10 years. In he's got another 10 years. He's like 50 <laughs> yards from passing Barry. It'd be nice to do it right in Miami. Exactly. Would. I exactly. think he'll get 50 on Sunday in that stadium. That's hot. Mm-hmm. That'll be my, huge. Uh, my three keys to the game: just win, run the ball, win, and don't make stupid decisions when you have a wide open guy on the left side of the field standing okay. at the thirty yard line when you got a fifty two yard kick instead of a, maybe a thirty yard kick. So basically, get the ball to, the to Beasley. Yes. And run the yeah, ball. Steve been plugging his fantasy team about Even though my fantasy team is like number one or two right now. Yeah, where's mine? Mine is trash. One and nine, Don. Don. Yo, did you I'm a hater, right there, Don. High five. Did <laughs> you a hater, yo? That's why I, he just, I got you back. in two weeks, man. I'm trying to make the playoffs, man. Hey, you know who's good right now? I'm going to make sure to log in on that week. Evansville's looking pretty good right now, huh? <laughs> oh man all right i'll throw, throw throw the flyer back up there miami saturday elbow room two to six stevie jt will a bunch of our friends will be there marcus ron brooks kamar aiken squad's gonna be up at the elbow room mm. two to six bills backers miami be there Tickets on TicketLeap or TicketFly.com. Um, go on our Twitter. I'll throw up a link there. Um, get out there Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Um, and then there it is right there. What, what's it say for tickets right there? TicketLeap. TicketLeap.com. Get there. Bills backers on the beach. It's going to be nice. It's going to be Miami. The Bills are going to get that seventh one of the year on Sunday. And then they come home. And then they come home before we go stuff some turkey and – Try to upset Dallas in the Big D. Hey, hey, hey shout out, shout out, start Fitz this week. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I got Fitz starting. Oh, you start hey, I'm Fitz? sorry, you got a question from Stephen Griffin. Yeah, it's Rose. Fitz is starting, Griff. Starting. That's your boy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to start him and put him in that starting lineup. It's a big game for the Bills Sunday, guys. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Mark my words. <laughs> I'm saying it. At 10-10 Eastern time on November 12th, if the Bills don't win Sunday, they are not going to the playoffs this year. Dang. I, if, I, if we would have won last week, I would feel comfortable saying I got I got the Dolphins and messing with our, our fans, our community. But we need to, we need to get this win, man. Fire it up. <laughs> Who would have thought that the way that Miami's played this year, this is – this is must-win territory, right? Um, and it's scaring Bills fans far and wide. But you know what? Go out there, 
play play a good solid game. Yeah, handle biz and have fun. Handle biz, have fun, get that dub, come back to Buffalo, seven Mm -hmm. and two, and or seven and three, and then you know that you're gonna beat Denver if you're seven and three. You're coming home. Come on, come on now, let's go. Stevie always says, "Let's ride, handle biz, have fun." Again, another episode of the Why So Serious podcast brought to you by Code Socks, twenty six shirts. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Saturday, Elbow Room, Fort Lauderdale, 2 to 6. Be there. Peace.